Well, good morning. Um, he is risen. <laughs> it's astonishing, isn't it? Uh, thanks for reading that story, Abby. That um, that story, I don't really always even know what to do with. I mean, it for starters, in a in a culture in this time where a woman wasn't even allowed to be a witness in court, like her witness testimony just didn't count. Jesus says, "I think I'll show myself to women first. It's remarkable. Um, and and then and then they go tell Peter and John. Hey, this is what happened. And Peter and John are like, eh, we'll see for ourselves. I don't want to be too hard on those guys because if I were there, I'd feel the same way. I would, and even more than that, if I were there, I would have been a terrible witness. It would have been, I wouldn't even know where to start. So wait, wait, he's gone? But is he, did somebody take it? Well, wait, he said something about rising. What? I just, I wouldn't have been able to get through it. So fortunately for all of us, that wasn't the case. But it's an astonishing story where everything changes. So sometimes when that happens, when there's something astonishing that we don't understand and we can't make sense of, sometimes the thing to do is to go back in time, and we have the advantage of Jesus having explained that this is what's going to happen, so we don't have to have it all brand new to us. Um, We're in a a series here, uh, Easter is the big culmination of it, on the topic of who is Jesus, and we've been looking through the book of John. But what I want to do is thinking about this resurrection moment, this astonishing story where people discover Jesus is gone, what in the world happened, I want us to go back to John chapter 5. So in John chapter 5, Jesus explains what's going to happen. And of course, people there listening to it at the time couldn't have possibly really comprehended it, but it helps for us to be able to go back and see. So, So let's go back and read this part. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son gives life to to whom he is pleased to give it. Moreover, the Father judges no one, but has entrusted all judgment to the Son, which is good news for us, because we've seen in the last few weeks as we've been studying this what that looks like. That all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. And then we get to verse 24. I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death into life. Sometimes when we think about Easter and we talk about this uh, moving from death to life, we tend to think about death as that part of us that has uh, air in our lungs and a heartbeat. And it is. I mean, it is eternal life that we're talking about. There is... um, we, we know that because of this work of the resurrection, there is heaven, that we will have eternal life in heaven, even though none of us really knows what heaven's like, but God will be there, and it will be really good, and we can have that to look forward to. But the word life here isn't just talking about that kind of life. The, the Greek word for life here is zoe, Z-O-E. I don't know if I'm saying it right. I'm not Greek. But it's something like that. I practiced it. Zoe, zoe, something along those lines. And here's what that means. It's not just life as in air in your lungs and heart beating. It's a more complete, absolute fullness of life right now. Eternity isn't a thing that's just future-oriented. It's right now. And it's been the case. This fullness of life is available to us. And you know what that looks like. You've seen it. It's easier to see in children. Children are full of life. They're curious. They are wondering. They are ready to try new things. There's a, there's a light and a, and a willingness to engage that, that's a little easier for me to see this Zoe kind of life in kids. 
but you've seen it in other people. You've known people who had that little glint in their eye. You're like, that, that person's alive. They are really, truly, fully alive. And you've even seen it in yourself sometimes. Haven't we all caught that little spark, that little glimpse in us? That's Zoe. That's the life that came out of the resurrection, that spark, that moment of absolute fullness of life. That's what resurrection's all about. So when we think about being alive, it might be interesting to go back even to that last verse and read it with this sense. Not just moving from death to life, but to read it this way. I tell you the truth. Whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal, absolute fullness of life right now in this moment and will not be condemned. He has crossed over from death to absolute fullness of life. So this is the good news. Not just some random, hopeful thing that might happen to us in the future, that will happen to us in the future. It's right now. We are alive in this very second. For the last few weeks, up here on the platform, the Worship Commission had arranged, I don't know if you'll remember it, little jars of dirt. That's what it was. It was little um, canning jars filled with dirt. And the idea was that it was set out around Ash Wednesday, because we started the Lenten season with this, and it was there to remind us of that phrase we say on Ash Wednesday, remember you are dust, and to dust you will return. And we've talked a lot about the darkness of that and the difficulty. Um, but Easter, Easter says there's something else here. There's more to the story. We're not just dust. We're not just dirt. We're soil. We're what, we're what life comes from. We have the life of Jesus in us. We are the presence of life. So I'll, I'll give you a little example. This is a picture I took yesterday. It's my peas. I'm very excited about them. I think I beat Lauren getting them planted. Not, not so sure, but real proud of that too. And this is what they look like today. And I will say I watched this dirt all winter. And it's had some rough times, I'll tell you. Most of the time I couldn't see it. It was covered in snow, and then it was frozen, and it was a big, giant mess. And my sister came to visit in February, and we love gardens, and I wanted to show her my garden, but I couldn't. It's just piles of dirt covered in snow. But a few weeks ago, I put those little seeds in there, and here these guys are. It's life. That's what we are. When he says that we are dust, and to dust we will return, there's a lot of life for us to be part of on the way. And it's not just in our little gardens. I mean, our whole food supply is this. I like this picture just because it is more orderly than my garden will ever look. But it reminds us of this, this lush delight that comes from this dust that we are, from this dirt. Because we're alive. Because we have the life of Christ in us. Because that's what resurrection means. We have entire ecosystems built on this. I mean, forests exist because they're soil. And Aubrey and your family, you can see a little red bud tree in there. Put that in there for you. Yeah, it's blooming. That's right. That's right. This is, this is what we become. This is what life is. And it's not just out in the wilderness. This happens in cities too. Underneath the cement, underneath the brick streets, underneath the sidewalks, there's soil. There's life. This is a, a process waiting to begin and, in fact, happening right now. This is a picture, by the way, of a, a city called um, Odessa in Ukraine. This was taken a few Aprils ago. That soil's still there. Life is here. Life is available to us. Life is full right now. So this Easter, when you may be feeling that that dust and that dirt metaphor, you may be feeling that deeply, 
Remember this too, Jesus rose from the dead, making life available to us all. We can join God himself in this absolute fullness of life. And I do want to go back to my little pea plant here, because some of you may be as cynical as I am, or maybe you're gardeners, or maybe you watch the weather, and you may think, well, that's a pretty picture you took yesterday, Celia, but have you seen snow in the forecast tomorrow? I have, and I'm not worried about it. One, I think the peas will probably make it, but if they don't, it's all right. That soil's still full of life. I'll just replant. It's not the end. That's what Jesus did when he rose from the dead. He made death never the end. It's here. It's painful. It's hard, but it's not the end. And that's what the resurrection is. We will never run out of life. He is risen.